Good morning, Storyline. My name is Wesley Reith, and this is my wife, Bree. And we have been volunteering with Storyline this year to help create and uh, coordinate some of our special Sundays. So we helped with uh, Commercial Sunday back in February, and uh, now we've created a, a virtual Story Sunday for this fall. So some of you that have uh, been coming to Storyline for some time know what a Story Sunday is, but for those of you that this might be new to you, uh, a Story Sunday is just a chance for other storyliners or members of our community to uh, go on stage and share a story from their life. Uh, and these stories are as unique as they are beautiful and they've really been uh, chances for our community to experience the vulnerability that each other has and, and to kind of just uh, maybe learn something new about someone that we didn't know before. So um, we are obviously doing that virtually this year, but we hope that that um, core message still comes across. Uh, we think that this year, especially given that our current reality is one that's kind of filled with uh, fear and uncertainty and divisiveness, that stories are really important. Um, stories can have the power to remind us of uh, beautiful things from our past and also give us uh, maybe a renewed hope for what our future might look like beyond this year. Uh, and so we feel that stories really are a way for us, especially in 2020, to remain grounded in the things that we know are true and, and hope for those things again in the future. Um, Jesus used stories too in kind of a similar way. We called them parables oftentimes in the Bible. And uh, Jesus used these stories to, to share messages with people that he loved and cared about. Uh, and one of the cool things about Jesus and the way that he told stories is that oftentimes his audience was a really diverse demographic of people, uh, young and old and rich and poor and uh, people who believe the things that he did and people who believe none of the things that he did. And um, I think that's one of the cool things about stories that we can draw from how Jesus used them is that uh, there really is kind of a common ground established when we tell a story that folks can relate to a story no matter what their own personal experience is, and people can draw a lot of different and diverse things from the same story. So this morning we're going to hear from three different storyliners sharing their stories with us. It's going to be such a special opportunity to get to know them better and hear about their walk with faith or another um, facet of their life. And I want to encourage each of you that's tuning in today that your story is worth sharing too. Um, you know, it's so important that we each explore our story, uh, who we are, how we got here, and find someone to share that with. There's uh, true power when we share. We're so grateful to the three that have agreed to do that with us today. Um, and we really hope you enjoy and take something special away from this morning. It's all the little things. They are really big things. It's a song that almost magically materializes out of thin air, like a gift. It's the feeling that I get when I make music with others, when the little hairs all over your body stand up. It's unexplainable and overwhelming. Inspiration that floats from the ethers. It's the waves lapping on the shore when you stop to notice. The birds singing. The bees dancing through the flowers. The sunrise, sunset the leaves bouncing in the trees above my hammock. It's the excited love that my dogs show me every time I get home, even if it's only been a little bit. It's the smiles on my children's faces always, babies giggling. It's 
not getting upset and patiently waiting for the bridge to go up and down without wanting to find a faster route and being okay with it. It's getting the warm embrace from my badass multiple cancer aneurysm surviving mom. It's the carefully thought out meal that my husband prepared for me without me asking. It's the sarcastic dry humor and occasional singing along by my father who is fighting vigorously with Alzheimer's and dementia and his hugs too. It's the laughter and aha moments from my students, parents and grandparents that call to Google Meet or chat with their kids because they miss me. Or the sweet note from a student on a hard day that reminds you why you do what you do. It's the sound of rain on the roof, being safe and warm inside. It's having my beautiful garden that provides me nourishment and beauty and serenity in more ways than one. It's so easy to miss those heavenly glimpses. It's so easy to get caught up with all the other chatter, all those little things. That are busy, the little big things, as it's been said. I feel that when I lean into those little things, God becomes more visible and evident. God becomes more real in my everyday life. When I allow it and accept it, God will work through me and through us right where we are at. Today, as I tell my story, I want to take you with me on a journey of how I have come to realize this truth. My name is Morgan Engel. I am originally from here in St. Joseph. My husband, Dirk, and I have three sons, one that is still at home with us. He just graduated this last year. We have four dogs, one cat. Um, I am an art teacher at Eau Claire High School, middle school. I've been teaching for 13 years this year. Um, I just started in January at Eau Claire, so it has been interesting, to say the least. I also teach guitar and ceramics um, at Brookview Montessori's after school programs. Um, I sing with a band now called The Backups. I sang with a band called Slim Gypsy Baggage, and I also sing here at Storyline. Um, I've had a few other opportunities to try my music as a full-time profession. And for whatever reason, things just haven't worked in that favor yet. So this year sure has been a doozy. Shutdown, toilet paper shortage. Oof, being apart and hiding at home. So with all this extra time, I've had more time to notice those little things those moments, getting to be a part while being a part makes me even more grateful to share. So I appreciate the opportunity and I miss all your faces in person. So my path to finding faith and believing has been long and hard. I struggle still with questions and doubt and my faith and typically end up with more questions and very little answers. My parents were agnostic people that believed in higher power, just never wanted to put a name on it. My grandparents, 
one side was Baptist, one side was Methodist. Um, so traditionally religious. I had friends of many religions growing up, so always left me curious and uh, typically with many more questions, lots of doubt and uh, very little answers again. So I believe it's been about 10 years that I've been coming to Storyline, which is wow, like crazy. I can't believe it's been that long. Um, good times though. So my husband started coming before I did. And the first time I came in, um, I sat in the back, of course, and the band was playing a the song. It was a Johnny Cash version of Nine Inch Nails, Hurt. And I just sobbed, sobbed for whatever reason. It was just so beautiful and so personally touching and, and just hit like a ton of bricks. And I just sobbed. And uh, the message too, you know, music can be so overwhelming when there's a message with it too. I know. I felt like Gathright was talking to me. He said he felt broken and I was like, oh my God, me too. I felt the vulnerability as he talked about the devastating loss of his daughter. I felt his security as well. This is sincerity. Then the next week he did it again. Like he was talking to me. And I was like, how does he know that I need to hear this right now? How does he know? How? It's because we all struggle. We all experience similar emotions, situations, and fears. I heard stories of other people that were like me. They allowed themselves to be vulnerable, yet had that sense of safety. They didn't have all the answers, but they understood that sometimes some of us need to feel like we belong before we can believe. And when we're in positive community, you know, maybe we can love each other's right. I'm gonna play this song really quickly because I love it. I wrote it for my boys. It's called Love You Right.
doubt in my mind With your heart of gold That you will fly so high and shine With all of your soul With all of my heart, all of my heart, I hope I love you right here. I hope I love you I came a few times before I talked to Mike Cook and really met him, who happened to be my new neighbor at that time. We got together and ran through a song and it was almost effortless, like easy. Like we'd been playing music together for a really long time where you give yourself chills. My buddy Matt used to say that those were like God moments, you know? Not coincidence, but divine circumstance. But really having a connection and not only with Cook, but meeting this whole new diverse community of people was a huge draw. I'm so lucky when I get to share music with Storyline. It really is an honor and a blessing to be vulnerable, but feel safe at the same time. I'm grateful for all of our evolving um, ever-evolving band here at Storyline. All the talent, all of the tireless work that people um, behind the scenes do to make Storyline a thing. I love you. Thank you. I'm very lucky to see how God works through so many individuals here at Storyline. They share love in a way that what they're doing feels authentic. Real people. I felt like I wasn't alone. Flash forward to the outpouring of love that, and care that my family has received multiple times without ever asking. We're so grateful for the community that we found here. I'm grateful to share music at Storyline again. It's a huge outlet for me. It's like therapy. I'm so honored to be able to just share that part of myself. Singing is something that has brought me so much comfort and joy, frustration, and outlet for as long as I can remember. My dad was a musician, and I would sing with him when I was a kid. Of course, I was the loudest child in the elementary school choirs. Duh. It's something, though, that it's safe and it's comfortable for me to do. Something I've always felt like I was pretty okay at. And it made me feel good to do it, too. Though I love to talk, I'm more at home singing than I am talking on stage. And that's for sure. But like I said, music is magical, and it's a language that crosses borders and barriers. We sing for joy and for love. We sing for freedom and in times of pain, to soothe the child. We sing in gratitude and with understanding. We sing from the heart. Some of us only in the shower or alone in our cars. But I love it. And I love how it transcends and translates that vibration 
is truly universal. Psalm 59:16 says, but I will sing of your strength. In the morning, I will sing of your love, for you are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble. The gifts of music and connection I find with Storyline are big things for me. Singing connecting that way is perhaps a little thing when I set out to do it, but I realize that it's actually huge because of how it unites communities of people and can speak to us all. I truly believe that vibration is felt in our hearts and it helps to create those God moments. So with the start of the school year, since we started on Monday this week, all the unknowns ahead of us, I'm trying to stay positive. I'm trying to pay attention to those little things, those beautiful God moments, the unexplainable joys that accompany trying times. I've often said that I can't make people learn what I'm teaching or I can't make them enjoy my music that I'm playing, but I can put it out there with love and I can hope that people receive it. It's the same with faith and God. Safe but vulnerable. It's always there for us. We just have to accept it, to believe it. We have to show up. I do know in my heart and have always felt that God has been there. I want to believe that. And maybe it's only evident in some of those little things, but those are the literal bigger ways that God works through us. One of my languages is song. I feel vulnerable and safe at the same time when I give the gift of music to myself and others. I see this reflected in how storyliners talk about and engage in their faith. And this has been a key to helping me live out and within my faith. I want to end this today by reminding myself and others that what we have to give the world may feel little or not enough, but it can be so big to those receiving it. Thank you. Good morning, Storyline family. Like Mike says, it's good to be apart together. A couple of weeks ago, I received an invitation from Wes to share my faith story, and I felt really honored to be asked. My name is Norma Torado, and I've been a Storyliner with Kevin, my husband, for about five years. My first inclination when Wes asked me was to say, I can't do it, I'm too busy. But then I had a talk with my daughter, Leah, and she encouraged me to share my journey. Uh, she said that as a, a child, she wished I could have shared my story of doubt with her. Uh, so she could have understood that keeping the faith is a struggle sometimes, and that our faith is constantly being tested. So I accepted Wes in Wes's invitation, and Wes, thanks so much for your support and encouragement as I put together the story of my journey of faith. I had never reflected so much on my journey, so I hope my story is as helpful to you as it has been for me to simply write my thoughts. I was born in San Juan, Puerto Rico to a Catholic family, and my faith was tested early on. When I asked my mother why she did not have communion with us, sometimes she just dropped us off at church and left. Well, it was quite simple. She told me, I married a divorced man 
And in those days, that kept her from being able to have communion. Hmm. I wonder as a child, is that right? I went to both a Catholic high school and a Catholic university. It was the only way my dad would agree to have me go study in the U.S. Going to a Catholic college would ensure my safety, he thought. Little did he know that particular Catholic university was in, at the time, the brewery capital of the world. That certainly tested my faith. I was happily married right after college to my college sweetheart, Tim, and Leah's dad. It was just before Leah's birth that I began to experience a series of losses in my life that made me question my faith. I know that everyone has losses, but I truly questioned God during many of my experiences. I was eight months pregnant with Leah when my husband Tim was hit head on by a semi truck that left him in a coma for a month. He woke up from his coma after Leah's birth, but he was left with a permanent brain injury and in the mind of a 10 year old with no recollection of our marriage or the fact that we had a new baby. He needed 24 hour care and the last place he wanted to be was with me, the person he thought was merely his girlfriend. He wanted to be home with his mom and dad. And although my church family at the time took very good care of Leah and me, I asked God, why? I was truly angry with God. A few years later, Leah and I met a wonderful guy by the name of Kevin. And we came at just that water family when we got married. We added two boys to the family, Devin and Kelly, and life was good, really good. A few years later, my little sister Maribel was diagnosed with brain, brain cancer. She was 37, and two years later, she was dead. She left behind her husband and two young daughters, Claire and Christina. Again, I asked God, why? I was really angry with God. I thought for a while that I had experienced enough tragedy God could spare me of more suffering. Mm, that was not the plan. One day in November, my best friend Paula called me to tell me her son, Matt, had jumped to his death at college. She asked me to go with her to clean his dorm room and to look at the side where he jumped. I again asked God, why? I was still really angry with God. Several years later, I lost Paula to suicide herself. She could not bear the pain of her son's suicide. Again, I asked God, why? I was so angry with God. All these losses tested my faith and I failed those trials. I stopped going to church. I stopped believing. A few years ago, my friends Kim and Mike Sorola invited me to come to Storyline. At the time, Mike Gathright had started a three-part talk on forgiveness and grace. Those three consecutive Sundays helped restore my faith. I became a better person, a better mother, and most of all, a better wife. To this day, I tell Mike that those talks saved my marriage. I also forgave God, yes, I know that sounds arrogant, but that's how I felt. 
We have learned at Storyline that religion would tell us to never think we could have a two-way relationship with God, that we are simply called to obey, to do the right things with God, uh, to check all the boxes, to confess and ask for forgiveness when we do something wrong or make a mistake. But is that the reality of our relationship with Jesus? The Gospel of Grace teaches us that the vulnerability that comes with accepting Jesus' love for us through absolutely no merit on, of, on ours, gives us the freedom to feel all these things. We can get angry with God and we can forgive. Forgiven God led me to accept that God may have a plan that I may never understand. The reality is that I have an abundance of blessings and I began to appreci appreciate those blessings more fully. I realized that God was always on my side, even during my losses. God blessed me in many ways, most of all with resilience. I think I still have a ways to go in my journey of faith. I still have questions about the world we live in and the role that God plays in it, particularly when I see injustice, inequity, and intolerance. But my faith seems to be growing. I heard Justin Bean, while speaking with Storyliners the other night, say that we transmit to others the wounds that we have not healed. Forgiven God allowed me to heal those wounds. So my journey of faith brought me to Storyline, where, where I learned about forgiveness and grace, and that began my journey back to Jesus. A few years ago, I received another call. My daughter Leah had attempted suicide and survived. I did not ask God why. I was just grateful. Good morning, Storyline. And thank you for the opportunity for letting me share with you this morning. Uh, my name is Mike Shutnik. Most of my friends, family, patients, Associates all call me Doc, so feel free to call me Doc. Um, been a member of Storyline now since about the first of this year. Um, and those who know me, my life's pretty much a big story, and I tell a lot of them. Uh, and they're all 100% accurate, probably 100% embellished as well. But uh, I do tend to speak in stories. It helps us to understand uh, and make things a little simple, more personal for one of us to communicate with each other. So. I get plenty of stories, stories to fill enough to fill Encyclopedia Britannica for those who remember what that is. However, what I chose today was to share my story of how I came to Storyline. And um, it's pretty much about God's story of love for me and us. So I'll share this one with you. And again, I hope you enjoy it. Just a little bit of context and background uh, for those who don't know me. Um, very proud of who I am and where I've come from. Uh, born and raised in Southwest Michigan, been a community member of Berrien uh, County my entire life. So born and raised in Benton Harbor, short stint in South Haven and graduated from high school and grade school from Bridgman. Um, my most proud accomplishments in life obviously have to be my family, my wife and best friend of Jennifer, been together for over 42 years and uh, two grown adult children, Maya and Michaela, uh, and our proud grandfather, Sophia Grace. So um, lots of 
women in my life, but that's the way it works best. So my story, um, boy, and it's a, it's a tough one, but it's a, it's a great one. So those, again, that do know me know that probably my biggest character flaw and um, uh, success issue would be my emotions. Highly emotional guy, and unfortunately it's not just the good emotions, it's all emotions. So if I say or, or mention something that may offend you, my apologies already. Um, I tend to wear things on my uh, sleeve and not in my heart, so you'll hear them uh, we, oftentimes before I even think about them. But uh, my story goes back to about 2007, exactly 2007, and um, we were... We had a vacation home, our summer home here in Southwest Michigan. At that time, we were living in Detroit. I had just got off a stint of working in Detroit, New York, Chicago, Florida, and um, kind of searching for the right answer, what my life was to mean for me, and uh, where I'd come from and where I was going to be going to, but didn't, wasn't really paying attention. So that summer, we were uh, at our summer house. My wife and kids would spend the summer here, and I would be going back and forth to my place where I was working. And uh, we had spent the day on the beach in New Buffalo. And on our way home to go to a Sunday evening supper at some friend's house, um, we decided to stop and get some food because we were underprepared. Along the side of Red Arrow Highway uh, by the Swedish Bakery in Harvard, there was a vendor selling chicken and ribs. So we stopped uh, to buy a dish to pass, so to say, that evening. Um, I left my wife and children in the car. When I went out to the gentleman cooking the food, um, he knew me. He knew my name, and he knew, seemed to know a lot about me. Matter of fact, he introduced himself as Thomas, and he, and he introduced himself to me by my name, which kind of frightened me. Um, I stopped for chicken, and he obviously had different plans or different intent for us. So long story short, he asked me to get my wife and kids from the car. Uh, I looked back at our car, it had tinted windows, so I don't know how he knew. He also knew their names, which again, got my curiosity, as well as my hair on the back of my neck to stand up a little bit. Uh, so I went and got him, and uh, he fed my children, and then asked to speak to both me and my wife, and that he had a message for us. A few minutes of chit-chat, and me being the curious person that I am, basically put him on the spot and said, hey, what's this message? We'll take the food, but what's the message? And very simply, he just looked at me and said, well, the message, Mike, is for you to come serve here. Uh, not really knowing what this message meant, but knowing it wasn't uh, to be ignored. Uh, both me and my wife were confused. Uh, we took the food and paid for it. By the way, really good chicken and ribs. And then uh, proceeded on our way. That evening, I returned to Detroit to work the next morning. My wife and kids stayed local. First thing the next morning, I was called to the front office at the hospital in Detroit where I was working that day. and. Uh, Within that office was the CEO of the health system, a large health system in Southeast Michigan, the president of my hospital, and the president of Ascension Health. And uh, thinking I was in trouble, uh, they asked me what my future plans were. 
Well, now, just a few hours earlier, I was told that my future plans were elsewhere. And all of a sudden, that man came into my head. And I told him that. I said, I don't know what my future plans were, but they were to be somewhere else, not here. Uh, they tried to, uh, in a sense, win me over, offered me a position in a new hospital was opening up, same position, higher positions, worked within Ascension, worked within St. John Health. But something still drove me to tell me my life was going to be finished somewhere else. My mission, my um, place to serve, wasn't no longer in Detroit. So I gra gratefully and graciously told them I would be leaving. And I uh, was grateful for all the experience they had given me, the opportunities. They actually helped me mature in my professional as well as my uh, personal space quite well there. Uh, but it was time to seek something more so we left and that's where the story began we came home uh, at the end of that year I had to close out that hospital the hospital I was at did close and I had to transfer the residency training program and my administrative issues to other facilities within the health system we came home that fall and um, I was still searching for what the answer was uh, Something brought me back home to the place of my birth to f serve in a function, but I wasn't quite sure what it was. After a few weeks of being quite bored and lonely, uh, non-challenged intellectually or professionally, I decided to call Lakeland and look for a place to work. Um, single uh, system in southwest Michigan of Lakeland Health, so seemed like the good choice. <laughs> And I called. Uh, interesting thing, that morning when I called to ask if they needed part-time work in surgery or ER, uh, the surgeon that had been here for 35 years in southwest Michigan at Lakeland Niles had resigned that morning. So again, something kind of hit. Maybe there was a bigger calling. I'm not sure what it was, but something was telling me to change my location. Long story short, God was telling me where to go. To answer the rest of the story, though, is how do we listen? I didn't. I spent 13 years wondering and looking for the right answer since I returned back. And challenged by change in life, my, my wife developed cancer. We survived quite well by the grace of God. What a wonderful place to be around family and friends through something tragic like that. And then finally my career changed. Uh, the world around us has changed dramatically over recent years. Healthcare in particular, quite a few changes which I didn't deal with well. And found myself at the end of the year leaving a profession which I loved, that I grew up for, that I trained for, uh, but didn't adapt well to. Along those 13 years of being back home, God sent me many more messengers the man selling barbecue was definitely an angel. He spoke to us. He brought us home to be around the right people, the right community, to serve in a certain way, but I wasn't sure what it was. Uh, this last December, I quit work. It's also the same time I joined Storyline. And what I learned in the meantime was God brought me home, not so I could continue working. God brought me home to build a family, to learn who my wife and children were, 
to give up an addiction of work, but yet still control that to glorify Him, to be my best. So several things have happened in my story, and my time is limited. But I'll tell you, God directs, God's in control, and God loves us. For the first most important time in my life, I finally realized the truth about that. I'm not God. My will's not right. His is. I'm really bad at doing his job. He's really good at it. He is the the truth, the the way and the light in life. And uh, he tells us this in his scripture. But most importantly, I am to build, rebuild, recreate just as God's plan has for all of us, with all the blessings he gives for me and all the opportunity and that freedom of choice to do what is right. Still struggle with doing what is wrong, but the freedom of choice to do what is right. So the one verse that will really always grab my attention as I was found this lying on the ground on a piece of scrap paper at the worst of my worst, lowest times, Romans 12, verse 2, we are not to conform to the ways of this world, but we are to transform our mind and make a new life in God's will, in His Spirit. Not ours, His, which is good, acceptable, and perfect. So, anyone ever want to share another story with Doc Shutnik? Give me a call. I got plenty of them. Again, 100% accurate, a little bit embellished but always to serve God. Again, thank you for this opportunity. God bless you, and thank you for receiving me as a brother with kindness, respect, and love for all of us. I'm smiling because my little granddaughter's coming out to see me. Have a blessed day. Wow, those were three incredible stories, and we're so grateful to you, Morgan and Mike and Norma, uh, that you would have the courage and uh, invest the time to put those stories together to share with all of us this morning. It's such an act of trust for you to share them with Wes and me and then to trust them, um, trust the Storyline community as they receive your stories as well. So just thank you so much for sharing the way you did today. Yeah, and if there's something about one of their stories or maybe all three of them that you could relate to or that you found particularly inspiring or interesting uh, don't hesitate to reach out to them. I'd really encourage you to, to communicate uh, and let them know that you enjoyed or, or found something interesting or, or had maybe a similar experience in your own life. Like we said earlier, I think one of the beautiful things about these stories is the kind of the common ground that they foster between all of us. So um, please go ahead and reach out if, if you feel so led uh, to do that. So anyways, thanks for being a part of this morning with us. And with all that said, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning and this time that we could be together. Um, we thank you for the stories and the vulnerability that Mike and Norma and Morgan so graciously offered us. And we just pray that, that those stories would uh, inspire us to examine our own and not be afraid to tell our own stories um, and just uh, give us that voice to do so. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. Thanks for being with us this morning, Storyline, and we'll look forward to seeing you soon.